You're listening to the Telltale Channel. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, don't forget to check out my Patreon. And take a look at my other YouTube channels too. You can find some ad-free, uncensored, complete versions of my videos on my website, owenmorgan.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email list to get early access to everything I release. All links are in the description. In this podcast... After 9-11, Osama bin Laden wrote a letter to the American people about why he did what he did. It went viral on TikTok, so I wanted to read the letter and see why it was so influential. It was originally released by The Guardian, but they took it down. Of course, me being who I am, I got my hands on it whether they take it down or not. Let's read bin Laden's letter to America from beginning to end. Pastor John Hagee, famous for making extremely anti-Semitic comments over the decades, spoke at the March for Israel protest. What is going on? Why is an anti-Semitic pastor speaking at a pro-Israel protest? Let's talk about it. QAnoners are at it again. Liz Crokin and Julie Green, despite laying down false prophecy after false prophecy, are still convinced they're right about QAnon winning and Nancy Pelosi being taken out by the deep state and the federal government being abolished and all the other fever dreams they accept blindly. Let's talk about their most recent comments on it. Dude's argument is unironically, you live in a democracy so I have a right to kill you. That's his argument. Osama bin Laden, most famous probably for, you know, his actions on September 11th, 2001, running the planes into the World Trade Centers, he wrote a letter to America after he did all of that stuff, come to find out. I didn't actually know about his letter to America, but this letter has been going viral on TikTok, and people are really upset about it, so I wanted to talk about it, and being the what would you what would you call me the propaganda examiner that I am I want to examine the propaganda that is Osama bin Laden's letter we're going to talk about it we're going to read it see what it has to say and point out the things that are wrong with it the inconsistencies and the whole nine yards there was a hashtag I think it on TikTok it was called um hashtag letter to America or something to that effect. It had 274 videos, 274 on Tuesday and Wednesday, right? That's like nothing. And it had a total of 1.8 million views combined between between all of those videos. I have videos that have like 1.3 million, I think, views. So 1.8 million, yeah, that's a lot, but that's not viral at all. 274 videos and Uh, 1.8 million views is not viral. Well, the right comes along, Fox News and the New York Post and these guys and so on and so forth. Like everybody on the right started claiming that that it was a viral TikTok trend to praise Osama bin Laden's letter. The letter he wrote after he ran the uh, planes into the World Trade Centers, right? 274 videos, 1.8 million views combined. And the next day, It went up to 30 million views combined, 30 million from from 2 million to 30 million after the right shouted it out. People claimed that uh, John Cooper, actually, the singer of Skillet, claimed that 51 percent of people on the left support Hamas. You know, I didn't see a lot of it, but we do. You know, I really want to echo something Lance just said. We have a major, major problem. 51% of Americans aged 18 to 24, 51% believe that Hamas was justified in the Israel massacre. This is what I'm talking about right here. Okay, this is the lead singer of the band Skillet. 
Remember a minute ago I said they lie about things regularly. They twist things around, take it out of context. Interestingly enough, that statistic he just cited, completely made up. It's only 1%. 1%. This is just a complete joke, honestly. These people aren't even trying to be convincing anymore with this garbage. Before we read the letter, though, listen to what some people are saying about the letter itself, okay? This woman here is complaining that people on TikTok were even, like, reading the letter or in support of it or whatever. Check this out. Just when I thought that we couldn't get any lower, here we are. TikTok users are currently praising Osama bin Laden, the man responsible for the 9-11 terrorist attack, one of the most wanted men by the FBI. And uh, he's not wanted by the FBI. They got him like forever ago, didn't they? Didn't SEAL Team 6 go in and snag him? He was in Pakistan. He was hiding in a compound, basically. And they went into the compound. They snagged bin Laden and his equipment, his computer, and his everything. And then they threw him into the ocean, and now we have, like, his computer and all of his stuff that he wrote and everything. We're not looking for him. We found him a long time ago, but okay. The 9-11 terrorist attack, one of the most wanted men by the FBI, and they're justifying his attack. Bear with me, because you're going to want to watch this entire video. In case you've missed it, bin Laden's Letter to America, which is an openly anti-Semitic letter that blames Israel's existence for the 9-11 attacks, is trending on TikTok with millions of clicks on the hashtag. Okay, like I said, I examine propaganda, right? Now let's talk about this propaganda. First of all, I want to get it out in the open. I support Jews to my dying breath. Nobody deserves to be hated for who they are. Full stop. That being said, Israel, the government that is Israel, has put an insane amount of money and effort into conflating Jews and Israel. The Israeli government wants you to think Jews when you hear the word Israel. And I'm sorry to say she just perpetrated exactly what Israel was shooting for here. The Israeli government is full of absolute monsters. Absolute monsters, okay? And the things that they're doing. Which is an openly anti-Semitic letter that blames Israel's existence for... Okay, you can examine the fact that Israel has done horrific, disgusting, evil things and not be anti-Semitic simultaneously. That's possible. I am not anti-Semitic. I am disgusted by the Israeli government. I just want to get that out there. So listen to some of the reactions to bin Laden's letter after people were... Again, we're going to read the letter in a second. Just listen to some reactions here. So after reading this letter, I don't think that America took out Osama bin Laden for 9-11. No. I think that they took out Osama bin Laden because he was trying to open America's eyes to this illegal occupation. Right. Osama bin Laden trying to open America's eyes. Totally. 100%. This is kind of ridiculous, right? Honestly. Okay. Osama bin Laden was a terrible person. Now, let me tell you something about the guy. The letter to American people that we're going to read is propaganda and was intended to pull at Americans' heartstrings, desperately trying to get them on his side. And in large part, it worked 20 years later because we're seeing what he was complaining about happen all over again. He's complaining about Israel 
oppressing the people around them with your tax dollars, using your money to do it. It's 100% and totally and completely true. Israel is oppressing the people around them using your money. But that does not justify killing innocent people. Let me just draw this out for you, okay? North Korea is absolutely terrible. It is an evil government. And what's more, a third at least of the the population there have been propagandized so much that they, they have no idea like what's going on. I mean, everybody's been propagandized in North Korea. You know, in their math books in North Korea, their math problems, their word problems will have things like, if you have five American bastards and you kill three American bastards, how many American bastards do you have left? That kind of thing. That's the government doing that, trying to impose an ideology and hate on their citizenry, right? North Korea is terrible. But hypothetically, imagine a scenario in which South Korea decided to completely obliterate North Korea. They wanted to take it back. So they march into North Korea and start killing citizens, just murdering them wantonly, just pulling the trigger anytime something moves. I would be equally as horrified and disgusted. I don't care who it is or what they're doing or whatever. Killing people indiscriminately is not justified, ever. It is unacceptable. And that's my core problem with Israel, because they're, they're just waltzing through Gaza, killing indiscriminately, bombing people, bombing hospitals, bombing everything. That's my problem with Hamas. They indiscriminately entered into Israel beyond their borders and took hostages and killed them and put them on display and did horrific stuff. And that's my problem with Osama bin Laden. He indiscriminately killed innocent people to make a point. And he absolutely was not trying to convince Americans of anything because this did the exact opposite. Okay, This was an act of pure evil, what he did on September 11th. And it only added to the propaganda machine that was whirring against him. So I don't, I don't know what he was trying to accomplish, Osama bin Laden, but it didn't actually help him at all to do that. So anyway, let's keep listening here. To this illegal occupation that they are, that they're helping Israel with. He's holding America accountable for their part in this illegal occupation and unaliving of the Palestinians for decades. So I just read a letter to America and... I will never look at life the same. I've never heard Osama's perspective. I've never heard of this document and reading it is very important to recognize our bias. And then see, it's kind of fascinating that she never knew Osama bin Laden's perspective. You know why that is? The reason that people didn't know Osama bin Laden's position or perspective on this was because immediately after September 11th, George Bush came out and gave America a reason why this happened. He said, the reason that they did this is because they hate our freedoms. They hate the fact that women are allowed to drive. They hate the fact that we're allowed to do whatever we want. We don't have to wear hijabs. We don't have to whatever. That's the reason George Bush gave. And people bought that. And, you know, 
knowing nothing about Islam or the political realm at all, I suppose that that's a plausible, roughly, explanation for why something like this would happen. But in response to George Bush saying that, Osama bin Laden said something to the effect of, would a free country basically allow the Patriot Act to go through, taking even more freedoms away from them in the name of this security? If it was their freedom that we were attacking over, why didn't we attack Sweden? Osama bin Laden did not attack America because of its freedom. He attacked it in retaliation for America's support of Israel and because the U.S. absolutely ravaged the area in the Middle East. America did some absolutely horrific, terrible things. I absolutely 100% agree with that. But would it be justified for Rwandans to fly planes into castles in the United Kingdom? The UK or England was largely responsible for what happened in Rwanda, the Rwandan genocide. They, they facilitated that. But we wouldn't accept anybody hurting anybody else. It's unacceptable. I don't care what reason Osama bin Laden had. Killing innocent people indiscriminately is wrong. When we're feeling in resistance to something, when we feel stuck and we can't move through that thought, usually it's because there's something within our own selves that we refuse to recognize. And okay, I have no idea what she's even talking about. This is just confusing nonsense. I'm sorry, you lost me. Osama bin Laden came with the receipt. He discusses how we're basically stealing resources from Muslim countries because he's right. Has this letter? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The U.S. did steal resources from Middle Eastern countries, 100%. That does not justify wanton killing of innocent civilians, seriously. ...is so well-written and so reasonably structured um, in an argument. Like, you got to present your findings, you got to, you know, you got to state your cause. All well, it's propaganda. So, yeah, of course it's well-structured as an argument or whatever. If there's one thing you can say about Osama bin Laden is that he was a very skilled propagandist and orator and a skilled leader. He knew how to literally lead people to their death. He knew how to inspire people so much that they would die for him, obviously. All right, so The Guardian originally published this letter to America from Osama bin Laden. It's full text translated into English in 2002. Since it went viral on TikTok, they took it down, but... Me being who I am, I got a copy of it, so let's give this a read and see what it says here. Full text, Bin Laden's Letter to America. Online document, the full text of Osama Bin Laden's Letter to the American People, reported in today's Observer. Today being November 24th, 2002. That's when this was published originally. The letter first appeared on the internet in Arabic and has since been translated and circulated by Islamists in Britain. It was actually really hard for me to find, surprisingly. In the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful. Quote, permission to fight against disbelievers is given to those believers who are fought against because they've been wronged and surely Allah is able to give them, the believers, victory. Quran 22.39 Those who believe fight in the cause of Allah and those who disbelieve fight in the cause of ta uh, Taghut, anything worshipped other than Allah, example, Satan. 
Okay. I've never heard that, that word before. So fight you against the friends of Satan. Ever feeble is indeed the plot of Satan. Quran 476. Some American writers have published articles under the title, On What Basis Are We Fighting? These articles have generated a number of responses, some of which adhered to the truth and were based on Islamic law, and others which have not. Here we wanted to outline the truth as an explanation and warning, hoping for Allah's reward, seeking success and support from him. While seeking Allah's help, we form a reply based on two questions directed at the Americans. All right, so these are the two questions Osama bin Laden had for the American people. Number one, why are we fighting and opposing you? And number two, what are we calling you to? And what do we want from you? As for the first question, why are we fighting and opposing you? The answer is very simple. One, because you attacked us and continue to attack us. I, I guess this is 1A. Wow, we're getting really structured. Okay. 1A, you attacked us in Palestine. Palestine, which has sunk under military occupation for more than 80 years. The British handed over Palestine with your help and your support to the Jews, who have occupied it for more than 50 years. Years overflowing with oppression, tyranny, crimes, killing, expulsion, destruction, and devastation. All right, just a pause on the letter for a second. I want everybody to understand that Osama bin Laden was actually extremely anti-Semitic and insane. Okay, the guy was willing to do psychotic stuff to accomplish his goals, go to literally any lengths, obviously. And he hated Jews more than life itself, in the truest sense of the term. I don't want anybody to harbor sympathy for the guy. He is actually terrible, and Jewish people don't deserve this. Just like the American people didn't deserve this. You have a gripe about what the American military is doing? Fight against the American military. Speak your mind. Tell people what you have a problem with and why. Don't fly planes into buildings. Don't try to procure missiles and bombs to attack Israel. That's not going to do anything except for kill innocents. That's it. And, and it'll turn even more people against you. This is not helping the cause. So he's complaining that Palestine has been attacked over, you know, 50 years. Years overflowing with oppression, tyranny, crimes, killing, expulsion, destruction, and devastation. The creation and continuation of Israel is one of the greatest crimes, and you are the leaders of its criminals. I don't think the creation of Israel was a crime. Not inherently. It wasn't like inherently bad for Israel to exist. I think the real crime is that... Israel basically ethnically cleansed their lands and got all of the Arabs out by force. That was the real crime. You know, if I could have my way, if I just had a magic wand I could wave and make this what I want it to be, I would completely abolish the government in Israel and completely abolish the government's in the West Bank, Palestine, and in the Gaza Strip, and anywhere. Any governments in that area, and bar anybody who's involved in government in that area from ever serving in office again, from ever running for election. They're not allowed to be involved ever again. And I would combine it into one big state, and everybody, Palestinian and a Jewish person and, and everything in between, are allowed to vote in brand new elections that are, that are held. In an ideal world, 
That's what I would like to see. But I'm not holding my breath. You know that Palestine, Saudi Arabia, and other Arab nations in the area have agreed to peace if Israel reverted to the 1967 borders and stopped their illegal settlements, illegal even in the eyes of the United Nations and Israel and everybody. They're all they all recognize their board, like what they're doing with the settlements is illegal. If they reverted to the 1967 borders, Hamas and Hezbollah and all of the other groups in the area and Saudi Arabia and a whole bunch of other Arab nations in that area all said, we will stop fighting, there will be peace, and we will normalize relations. That's what they said. You know what Israel said? The government of Israel, not Jews, the government of Israel, they said, go f*** yourself. Israel is the reason. The government of Israel is the reason for all of the fighting right now. Uh, the reason that there's no peace in the Middle East, the Israeli government. Anyway, let's keep reading here. Of course, there's no need to explain and prove the degree of American support for Israel. Yeah, America's always supported Israel. That's fair. The creation of Israel is a crime which must be erased. Completely disagree. Hard disagree on that one. I have no issue with Israel existing. I mean, I just, I want them to open up their citizenship to people other than Jews, invite Palestinians in, invite everybody to be a part of the government. Everybody should be involved. They shouldn't give special treatment to any one group of people. And it should be an officially secular country, in my opinion. It shouldn't be erased, though. Each and every person whose hands have become polluted in the contribution toward this crime must pay its price and pay for it heavily. Okay, I understand he's pissed off, but paying for it heavily, I guess in this case, meant running planes into the uh, World Trade Center buildings. That didn't do anything. Like, the people who made those decisions are still alive and kicking. And still filthy rich. So you didn't do anything but just kill a bunch of innocents and turn everybody against you. Good job on that one, Osama. So this is point one A two. I know like it's structured so strangely. Okay, this is point two under answer A for question one. It brings us both laughter and tears to see that you have not yet tired of repeating your fabricated lies that the Jews have a historical right to Palestine as it was promised to them in the Torah. Absolutely agree. This is an argument that Israel is offering right now as a reason why they are entitled to the entire area, not just what they have, but the, you know, the Gaza Strip and the West Bank as well. Both areas they want. Nobody has a historical right to the area, okay? There are people living there right now, and those people deserve to live there just as much as anybody else. Anyone who disputes with them on this alleged fact is accused of anti-Semitism. This is one of the most fallacious, widely circulated fabrications in history. It's actually fascinating he says that. There was a quote that I found recently, interestingly enough. Let me just find this. Um, often when there is dissent expressed in the United States against policies of the Israeli government, um, uh, people here are called anti-Semitic. Uh, what is your response to th this is Shulamit Aloni I probably pronounced it wrong I apologize former Israeli cabinet member winner of the 2000 Israel Prize bear in mind I said Israeli cabinet member not Jewish cabinet member do not let those two things be conflated if Israel is a Jewish state then it means it's an apartheid state it can either be a secular country for everybody or a Jewish country not both 
It can either be a Jewish state or a democracy, not both. All right, so Shulamit Aloni, I apologize for butchering the name, said this. To that as an Israeli Jew. Well, it's a trick. We always use it. When from Europe somebody is criticizing Israel, then we bring up the Holocaust. When in this country people are criticizing Israel, then they are anti-Semitic. And the organization is strong and has a lot of money. And the, the ties between uh, Israel and the American esta Jewish establishment are very strong. And they are strong in this country. Well, all right. So the point here is that a former Israeli cabinet member pointed out the fact that Israel as a, as a government and the news outlets that it's used, J-Post and some others, have used the word or the term anti-Semitic against anybody that criticizes Israel. So I, I'm just I'm trying to verify parts of this letter and denounce parts of it. I just want to like point out the things that are true and false here. That is true. J-Post does call people anti-Semitic if they criticize the Israeli government. And, you know, this has happened since the dawn of time or, well, since Israel became a state. Anyone who disputes with them on this alleged fact is accused of anti-Semitism. For the record, Osama bin Laden was actually anti-Semitic. Just want to put that down. This is one of the most fallacious, widely circulated fabrications in history. The people of Palestine are pure Arabs and original Semites. Yeah, that's true. Arabs are also Semites. But it doesn't mean you aren't anti-Semitic just because you're Semitic, of Semitic origin. There are plenty of racist black people. I mean, there are plenty of anti-white white people. <laughs> you know, they're out there. There are people of all types. So don't fall for this. All right. Another piece of propaganda from Osama bin Laden. Yes, Arabs are Semites. It's the Muslims who are the inheritors of Moses. Oh, my God. Now he's arguing that Judaism is fake and Islam is correct. Yeah, that's a good way to Perfect idea. This will win the American people over for sure, Osama. Keep on going. Muslims believe in all of the prophets, including Abraham, Moses, Jesus, and Muhammad. Peace and blessings of Allah be upon them all. Okay, that's... I'm actually kind of surprised to hear him say that about Jesus. I mean, they. I think they believe that Jesus was a real person and a prophet, but not like the Messiah, quote-unquote. If the followers of Moses have been promised a right to Palestine in the Torah then the Muslims are the most worthy nation of this. Okay, I don't understand exactly what that sentence meant, but no. Okay, nobody is promised anything. Nobody is owed or due anything, okay? Jews are not entitled to any specific land because they're Jewish. And Arabs are not entitled to any specific area because they're Arab. I simply reject that as a premise. I cannot abide by that. When the Muslims conquered Palestine and drove out the Romans, Palestine and Jerusalem returned to Islam, the religion of all the prophets, peace be upon them. Therefore, the call to a historic... Wait, so Islam, in his mind, is the religion of all the prophets? Well, so Islam includes Christianity, apparently. That's an interesting one I haven't heard before. Therefore, the call to a historical right to Palestine cannot be raised against the Islamic Ummah, that believes in all the prophets of Allah. P peace and blessings be upon them. Isn't it interesting that every time he says Allah or Muhammad, he has to say peace and blessings be upon them immediately after. That's, that's really interesting, right? It's kind of like a verbal tick that happens there. 
fascinatingly, I was talking about this guy named Jesse Duplantis, a Christian televangelist not too long ago, who said God took him up to heaven, literally in his physical body. And he says, praise God, because it was so incredible. And everybody started praising God. You got to watch your mouth, because up in heaven, when you say praise God, they're mandated to actually give praise to God, you know? I said, man, glory to God. And you can't use praise phrases, because they do it. You know how we say praise the Lord? Uh, glory. I went, glory to God. He goes, glory to God, glory to God. And I go, glory to God. And everybody around me goes, glory to you just got to watch what you say because they do it it was vast it was huge. heaven's a planet it's about the best way I can describe it in the natural and I I don't know what to do and I and I want to say praise God but I knew but I did it anyway I went praise God he goes praise God yeah, I mean and he didn't have wings this this angel but there was a lot of them I did <laughs> what a bizarre like way of viewing things that's what this feels like to me so he's saying he is Semitic and Jews don't have a claim to Israel because he is also included under the umbrella that was promised Israel or whatever. I, he's giving a blood and soil argument here, right? Didn't Hitler give a similar argument? Okay, there's a Wikipedia page called Blood and Soil. Blood and Soil is a nationalist slogan expressing Nazi Germany's ideal of a racially defined national body, the blood, united with a settlement area, soil. By it, rural and farm life forms are idealized as a counterweight to urban ones. It's tied to the contemporaneous German concept of Lebensraum, the belief that the German people were to expand into Eastern Europe, conquering a displacing native Slavic and Baltic population. Anyway, point is Osama bin Laden and honestly Israel, people in Israel, seem to believe that they're entitled to this land equally, and it's just bullshit. I'm sorry, man. It's BS. I cannot abide by this. The blood pouring out of Palestine must be equally revenged. See right there, that word revenged? That just that should tell you all you need to know about this guy. Osama bin Laden was a psychotic nutcase. So he wants to get revenge on innocent people for something that their governments did. You must know that the Palestinians do not cry alone. Their women are not widowed alone. Their sons are not orphaned alone. Uh, so is he saying that Palestine has supporters outside of Palestine? Okay, yeah, I understand that. You attacked us in Somalia. You supported the Russian atrocities against us in Chechnya, the Indian oppression against us in Kashmir, and the Jewish aggression against us in Lebanon. Yeah, that's absolutely true. The U.S. government did support a lot of really horrific stuff in the Middle East. Completely agreed. It's really, really ugly. Under your supervision, consent, and orders, the governments of our countries, which act as your agents, attack us on a daily basis. The problem is that this guy killed people indiscriminately, just ran into a building. I mean, there were, like, kids in that building that were just touring the area, had no idea what was going on, didn't have anything to do with anything, didn't vote for anything at all. And you know what? There are people who don't stand for Palestinians, innocent Palestinians being genocided and hurt for absolutely no reason. I don't stand for that. I also don't stand for innocent Israelis being hurt. And he just indiscriminately ran planes into buildings and killed people. These governments prevent our people from establishing the Islamic Sharia using violence and lies to do so. These governments give us a taste of humiliation and place us in a large prison of fear and subdual. 
these governments steal our Ummah's wealth and sell them to you at a paltry price. These governments have surrendered to the Jews and handed them most of Palestine, acknowledging the existence of their state over the dismembered limbs of their own people. Wow, that's graphic. The removal of these governments is an obligation upon us and a necessary step to free the Ummah. Well, guess what, man? You're not going to accomplish your goal of, what was it he said? Removing the governments? That's not happening, bro. I mean, Osama bin Laden is dead now, obviously. There is nobody in the world that is going to take the U.S. government or the Israeli government, honestly, when they have nukes on their side. It's not happening, ever. So you're just killing innocent people for no reason. Try expressing yourself through ideas and, and, and through words rather than violence. You know, a lot of Osama bin Laden and, you know, um, Hezbollah and Hamas and ISIS and all them, a lot of their propaganda campaigns have been geared toward garnering Muslim support. It's been Muslim propaganda written in Arabic for Arabic speakers instead of providing arguments for their positions in English, a language that people can understand, and appealing to the American people. Dude wrote it all in Arabic and passed it around Arabic regions to get Arabic support, and then rammed planes into buildings. Genius. These governments steal our Ummah's wealth and sell them to you at a paltry price. The removal of these governments is an obligation upon us and a necessary step to free the Ummah, to make the Sharia the supreme law, and to regain Palestine. And our fight against these governments is not separate from our fight against you. So he's saying that you're just as guilty as the American government is. And you're a target, just like the American government is a target. Wow, fantastic. When he says Sharia here, Sharia is not actually... It's commonly misunderstood. Sharia law, you can think of it as... This, the old law, like 613 commandments passed down from Moses, for example. It's not the same thing. I'm just, think about it in those terms for a second. The old law, uh, you know, of the Jews had some psychotic stuff in there, right? Like you're supposed to stone kids if they're impolite to their parents. And uh, I don't even know, all kinds of crazy stuff. An eye for an eye, you're supposed to do all kinds of messed up things like that. Sharia is very similar, like you're supposed to cut someone's hand off for stealing things and everything. But when you think about it, you don't find many Christians advocating for the psychotic parts of the old law, right? You don't find many Jews advocating for stoning children for being disobedient to their parents either. It's kind of progressed, you know, society has moved past that. That Culture is, is beyond the violence and extremism and literal interpretation of that stuff. Well, most Christians, anyways. There are still a lot out there that are psychotic, but Osama bin Laden, being the extremist that he was, had not moved past that violent, literal interpretation of Sharia. There are a ton of Muslims in Indonesia and all over the world who are not psychotic and engage in this black and white extreme interpretation of Sharia. So anyway, when Osama bin Laden says trying to make Sharia the supreme law of the land and regain Palestine, he means he wants people to wear beekeeper outfits, burqas. He means he doesn't want you to see a woman's face. He means he wants to cut people's hands off 
for stealing something, for stealing food, the whole nine. But the vast majority of Muslims do not agree with that at all. So I just wanted to put that in context. You steal our wealth and our oil at paltry prices because of your international influence and military threats. This theft is indeed the biggest theft ever witnessed by mankind in the history of the world. That might be true. That might actually be true, that, that, that line right there. Your forces occupy our countries and you spread your military bases throughout them. You corrupt our lands and you besiege our sanctities to protect the security of the Jews and to ensure the community of your pillage and our treasures. I mean, he's, I guess he's just complaining about what Americans were doing in the Middle East. Yeah, I, I agree. America shouldn't have been there. Again, running planes into buildings is not justified. Violence was not justified. You know what? Violence against military targets, if, if you want to do that, okay. But innocent civilians who had nothing to do with anything, completely unjustified and wrong. And there's nothing in this letter that's going to convince me otherwise. I'm sorry, man. You've starved the Muslims of Iraq, where children die every day. It's a wonder that more than 1.5 million Iraqi children have died as a result of your sanctions, and you did not show concern. Yet when 3,000 of your people died... The entire world rises and has not yet sat down. There is a little bit of a double standard there. Honestly, I've got to say, there's a double standard. Think about the people, the, the children who've died in Palestine. You know that parents are writing kids' names on their limbs, their legs, and their arms in case they get blown to pieces or buried under rubble. They'll be able to identify their own kid. That's the kind of thing that's going on right now. How many children have died in Palestine since the since October 7th, 2023, since the Hamas attack on Israel? It appears as, as though as of November 7th, one month after the war uh, started, Israel's attacks killed 4,104 children in Gaza. And that's uh, on Al Jazeera. They're, they're kind of a biased uh, network, as far as I can tell. Washington Post says at least 4,609 children have been killed in Gaza from October 7th to November 13th. So it's got a little picture here to kind of give context to what's going on. This was Hala Mufid Abu Sada. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce it correctly. She was 14 years old. It's the same age as my kid. It's uh, Alpha Force Zero. She's 14 and lived in the Jabalia camp in Gaza's Al- Fakura area. She loved drawing Debeka, or no, I'm sorry, Debke, and dancing and singing. I'm sorry, I, I'm trying my hardest with, I just don't know the language. She was killed on October 16th when an Israeli airstrike destroyed her family home, taking the lives of her mother, brother, and five sisters as well. That day, 87 children, including Hala, were killed in Gaza, and it's showing you how many children there are. This is 87. At least 4,609 children have been killed in Gaza from October 7th to November 13th. And 6,571 adults were also killed in the last month. At least 11,180 people were killed in Gaza from October 7th to November 10th. The toll has stunned aid workers who have spent their lives working in conflict zones. The United Nations, which has lost more than 100 of its employees has called the conditions horrific, describing Gaza as a living nightmare and a graveyard for children. Should give you context for what's happening right now in, in your name, with your money. Your tax dollars that you paid are paying for 
the bullets. They're, your friends and family are pressing the bullets in factories that are going into the bodies of these innocent 14-year-old kids. Should give you a little bit of an idea of why this upsets me personally. You've supported the Jews in their idea that Jerusalem is their eternal capital and agreed to move your embassy there. With your help and under your protection, the Israelis are planning to destroy the Al-Aqsa Mosque. Under the protection of your weapons, Sharon entered the Al-Aqsa Mosque to pollute it as a preparation to capture and destroy it. Wow. Okay. Sharon was the prime minister of Israel at the time in 2002 when this was written. I didn't know that. Okay. It's super forbidden for non-Muslims to go into the mosque. And it's super forbidden for Jews to enter the mosque specifically for, I mean, the Jewish people forbid their people from entering the Al-Aqsa mosque because it's on a holy site. It's on the original location of Solomon's temple. Like that was built by King Solomon, you know, 3000 years ago or whatever it was. Yeah. About 3000 years ago, almost exactly. Actually, since it was built over top of Solomon's temple, there were areas in the temple that were sacred and that you were not supposed to enter. Only high priests in the Jewish faith were allowed to enter certain specific areas, I guess because they view it as like a portal to God or something. I don't know. And Jews banned Jews from entering Al-Aqsa Mosque, whether they're allowed in or not, because they might inadvertently enter an area that was part of the sacred space back when Solomon's Temple existed, and they don't want to risk that. So... Jews don't enter, and Arabs don't allow non-Arabs in. Only in very special circumstances. In in some cases, even recently, the mosque and the Dome of the Rock, the um, the big monument that's there, have allowed archaeologists or anthropologists or whatever in. Like people who came from a Christian background, that type of thing, they've been allowed in just to film and learn about it and explore it and stuff like that. So it's not forbidden really to a high degree, but I can't believe that Sharon entered the Al-Aqsa Mosque. Is that real? And yeah, um, Israel has always had an interest in destroying the Dome of the Rock and the Al-Aqsa Mosque. The mosque has stood over top of the site of Solomon's Temple for 1,400 years, I, I believe. Solomon built his temple in 980, in the 980s BCE. It was destroyed in 586 BCE, four 500 years later. Rebuilt in 515 BCE. That was the second temple. And then it was destroyed again in 70 CE, I think, about 600 years after it was built again. And then... Muslims took the area over around... When did Muslims take the area? The first caliph, or the first caliph, I guess, or caliphate, outside of um, Muhammad, I guess, was Caliph Umar in 635 or 638. So Al-Aqsa Mosque was built in 685 to 705 under his stewardship, I believe. So it's existed for about 1,400 years, the mosque has. And... Israel has always wanted to destroy the mosque because fundamentalist extremist Jews and fundamentalist Christians believe that building the third temple on that location where the mosque is, is a 
required piece of the puzzle before the apocalypse can come, before the end of time, before Jesus returns for Christians, or before the era of peace for Jews, before any of that stuff happens, the third temple has to be built. I mean, it's all old superstitious garbage, but it's an extremely contentious site, and I had no idea that Sharon had entered the Al-Aqsa Mosque. That's a big deal, actually. These tragedies and calamities are only a few examples of your oppression and aggression against us. It is commanded by our religion and intellect that the oppressed have a right to return the aggression. Yeah, I mean, I agree that you can return aggression against somebody in self-defense. I agree with that. That's not what was happening. Dude killed thousands of innocent people who didn't do shit to anybody. And guess what? I don't like that kids are dying over there either. I don't like that Palestinian kids are dying, that Iraqi kids or, uh, you know, Afghan kids or is it Afghan, Afghanistani, Afghanistanian? I don't like that anybody's dying. Certainly not children. That does not grant license to murder 3,000 more people that didn't do anything to anybody. Sorry, I can't accept that as an answer. I get that your religion, your interpretation of your religion. I'm sorry, I got to fix that. I get your interpretation of Sharia and of jihad and everything says that you have a right to murder innocent people. Get a new religion if your religion says that, okay? And by the way, Christianity is pretty violent too. It's just, it hasn't been as violent in recent centuries because it went through kind of a reformation. There are still complete nutcases out there that believe just as strongly in just as much violence as Osama bin Laden did. Just want to make sure that's clear. Do not await anything from us but jihad, resistance, and revenge. Is it in any way rational to expect that after America has attacked us for more than half a century that we will then leave her to live in security and peace? I get that you're unhappy about what's happening. Find another way. This dude wrote a letter to the American people in Arabic. Okay, in Arabic. What did he expect? At least get a translator to translate it to English. He had that at his disposal, I'm sure. And post it all over everything. Put it online. Mail it in letters to people around the country if that's what you want to do. Get printing presses and send it out. That would be preferable to you ramming planes into buildings. He damaged his own cause when he killed innocents like that. Like, what are you thinking? Fine, you know what? You want to attack? You're not getting what you want any quicker by doing that. You may then dispute that all the above does not justify aggression against civilians for crimes they did not commit and offenses in which they did not partake. Yes, exactly. This argument contradicts your continuous repetition that America is the land of freedom and its leaders in this world. Therefore, the American people are the ones who choose their government by way of their own free will. Really? Because we have a democracy, it's okay to murder civilians indiscriminately? Great argument. Fantastic. Yes, absolutely. American people are the ones who choose their government by way of their free will, a choice which stems from their agreement to its policies. Thus, the American people have chosen, consented to, and affirmed their support for the Israeli oppression of the Palestinians, the occupation and usurpation, what a word, of their land, and its continuous killing, torture, punishment, and expulsion of the Palestinians. No, I didn't. 
I, I didn't know anything about it. You know what I knew? I knew that I was in seventh grade and some kid walked past me in the hall and said, did you hear? It's World War Three. There are planes being run into buildings and everything right now. That's what I knew. I didn't even know what Palestine was. I knew that Israel was a country because I read about it in the Bible. That's it. I was no more at fault for this stuff than any other American is. You want to complain about this stuff, that is 100% fine. But when you start killing innocent people, I have to draw a line. I'm sorry. Dude's argument is unironically, you live in a democracy, so I have a right to kill you. The American people have the ability and choice to refuse the policies of their government and even to change it if they want. No, we don't. We don't have that ability. You think my ass has the ability to change it? I've been trying as hard as I can, okay? Doing everything in my power. In fact, most people don't stand for this absolute horror show that's happening. Vast majority. Unfortunately, the United States is largely run by a small group of very, very rich people. If we really did rule by popular vote, we would live in a completely different place. We'd have universal health care, and we would have background checks for firearms and all kinds of stuff. The American people are the ones who pay the taxes which fund the planes that bomb us in Afghanistan. Yeah, I know. I, I've said since day one, it bothers me deeply that the money that I pay to the government is going into a drone pilot's pocket at the end of the day. But what can I do? I can't do anything about that except lobby against it. The tanks that strike and destroy our homes in Palestine, the armies which occupy our lands in the Arabian Gulf, and the fleets which ensure the blockade of Iraq. These tax dollars are given to Israel for it to continue to attack us and penetrate our lands. So the American people are the ones who fund the attacks against us. I agree, yes. And they are the ones who oversee the expenditure of these monies in the way they wish. No, we aren't. This is a representative democracy. That means we elect representatives and those idiots go into their House or Senate seats and vote for all kinds of messed up stuff. I can't help it if I lived in an area when I when all this stuff is going down. That was like 98% Republican extremist nutcase. What do you want me to do about that? Does that mean I deserve to die? They're the ones who oversee the expenditure of these monies in the way they wish through their elected candidates. This is just ridiculous. Seriously, his argument, you live in a democracy, so you deserve to die. That's the argument here. Also, the American army is part of the American people. It is the very same people who are shamelessly helping the Jews fight against us. See what he's doing there? He's conflating Jews with Israel also. I'm not a fan of that. I think that's BS. The American people are the ones who employ both their men and their women in the American forces which attack us. Yeah, I don't know what was happening in this in this immediate moment if like American soldiers were in Israel like fighting on the ground against Palestinians. I don't know. I, I doubt it, but either way, I, I guess point taken. This is why the American people cannot be innocent of all the crimes committed by the Americans and Jews against us. Okay, that that makes no sense. I'm sorry. I just like I just don't think people deserve to die because they live in a democracy. Allah, the Almighty, legislated the permission and option to take revenge. Then get a new religion, bro. This is psychotic, okay? How can anybody seriously think that this is 
morally justified. Thus, if we are attacked, then we have the right to attack back. That's not what happened, though, exactly. Whoever has destroyed our villages and towns, then we have the right to destroy their villages and towns. Whoever has stolen our wealth, then we have the right to destroy their economy. And whoever has killed our civilians, we have the right to kill theirs. No. No. That is a completely immoral, backwards view of things. This is like barely propaganda. This is just just a long string of rambling nonsense about how he's 100% innocent. He's just justifying killing innocent people. That's what he's doing. You know, the U.S. president at the time that he's talking about, the U.S. president and the military and all those people, they justified violence in the exact same way. When people justify violence, it ends in more violence. If Sharon, which is a prime minister at the time, is a man of peace in the eyes of Bush, then we are also men of peace. Agreed. Yeah, there is a hypocrisy there that should be recognized. Sharon was not a man of peace, and neither was Bush, and neither are you. So he just went through an explanation for why it's okay for him to be violent, and then he said, in your eyes, I'm peaceful anyway. So he seems to recognize that peace is virtuous, it's preferable, but he's justifying violence anyways. Bizarre. America does not understand the language of manners and principles, so we're addressing it using the language it understands. Wow. Okay, that, that's a fascinating line. He's calling Americans barbarians and savages, saying we're, we're barbarians that don't understand how to work with others without using violence. That's crazy, dude. As for the second question, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> that, that was question one. Jesus, dude, at the very top, here's the second question. What are we calling you to, and what do we want from you? All right, this is the answer to question two. The first thing we're calling you to is Islam, the religion of the unification of God, of freedom from associating partners with him and rejection of this, of complete love of him, the exalted, of complete submission to his laws, and of the discarding of all the opinions, orders, theories, and religions which contradict with the religion he sent down to his prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Islam is the religion of all the prophets and makes no distinction between them, peace be upon them all. Okay, so he's calling you to convert to Islam, if you wondered. It is to this religion that we call you, the seal of all the previous religions. It is the religion of unification of God, sincerity, the best of manners, righteousness, mercy, honor, purity, and piety. Really? Osama bin Laden's interpretation of Islam is one of manners, righteousness, mercy. Mercy, really. This guy is saying he thinks that Islam is merciful. His interpretation of Islam is merciful. Okay, go on. Let him cook. Maybe he's got more. Honor, purity, and piety. It is a religion of showing kindness to others. Really? Knock me over with a feather. I actually never expected to hear him say that. It's the religion of showing kindness to others, establishing justice between them, granting them their rights, and defending the oppressed and the persecuted. Are you kidding me? Okay, like, there are extreme Muslims and there are moderate Muslims, just like there are extreme Christians and moderate Christians. Osama bin Laden's interpretation of Islam is psychotic and does not represent any of the qualities he just listed. He just went through a big explanation of why it's justified for him to murder innocent people. And then he says, join Islam. It's the religion of mercy, peace, 
sincerity, good manners, kindness to others, justice, granting people rights, defending oppressed. Come on, bro. This is insane. It is not even internally consistent. The letter isn't. It's a religion of enjoining the good and forbidding the evil with the hand, tongue, and heart. It's the religion of jihad in the way of Allah, so that Allah's word and religion reign supreme. Jihad, I think, is used in a different context by, by like different people. It doesn't mean holy war necessarily, but I think he's probably using it as like any uh, a holy struggle within yourself to become holy. That's probably how he's using it here, rather than like a, a physical war against people, I think. And it is the religion of unity and agreement on the obedience to Allah and total equality between all people without regarding their color, sex, or language. Really? Dude says that he's all for equality now? He believes in equality? Could have fooled me. This is complete BS. Everything he's saying here, BS. This is what makes it propaganda. He's just flat out lying. He just went through an explanation of why it's okay for him to murder innocent people, and then he justified all of that stuff and said, but we don't do any of that. We're a religion of mercy and peace. It's the religion whose book, the Quran, will remain preserved and unchanged after the other divine books and messages have been changed. The Quran is the miracle until the day of judgment. Allah has challenged anyone to bring a book like the Quran or even 10 verses like it. Yeah, that's the thing about Islam. They seem to believe that like the Quran is like impossible to have been written by a man because it's so incredible. It's really not. And when you say it's just a normal book, there's nothing special about it, they, they say, you just haven't read it in Arabic. If you read it in Arabic, you'd get it. Dead serious. That's why most Korans are written in Arabic rather than English or any other language. Because you're supposed to speak Arabic to, to read it. The second thing we call you to is to stop your oppression, lies, immorality, and debauchery that has spread among you. Wait, didn't he just talk about equality and freedom and stuff a minute ago? And now he says we should stop our immorality and debauchery? We call you to be a people of manners, principles, honor, and purity to reject the immoral acts of fornication, homosexuality, intoxicants, gambling, and trading with interests. Usury is what that's called in the Bible, I think. Wow, man. Well, it's all coming out now, isn't it? It sounds like the people on TikTok probably didn't even read the letter in its entirety. Maybe read like the first paragraph and said, wow, I totally agree that America has been supporting Israel in their attempt to take Palestine and killing innocent civilians in the process. That's as far as they got. They didn't get any further down. This is insane. We call you to all of this that you may be freed from that which you have become caught up in, that you may be freed from the deceptive lies that you are a great nation, that your leaders spread amongst you to conceal you from the despicable state to which you've reached. It is saddening to tell you that you are the worst civilization witnessed by the history of mankind. Um, well, the U.S. has done some pretty horrific stuff, but I don't think that it's the worst. I think Britain has done worse. Russia, 100, 200, 300 years ago, was significantly worse than the U.S. I mean, honestly, I think that the U.S., it's done some really terrible, horrific things, obviously. But I feel comfortable saying it's nowhere near as bad as the countries, as many countries were 500 years ago. You are a nation who, rather than ruling by Sharia of Allah, 
in its constitution and laws. Oh, wow. You're a nation that doesn't rule by Sharia law, doesn't cut people's hands off when they steal something. The gall. And your women walk around in shorts. Rather than ruling by the Sharia of Allah and its constitution and laws, choose to invent your own laws as you will desire. That is wrong. You cannot rule by your own laws, okay? No freedom in this circle, okay? We're not going to have freedom. No freedoms. You should be ruling by Sharia law. Unacceptable to have freedom. You separate religion from your policies. <laughs> you have a secular state. Imagine. How messed up is that? A secular state contradicting the pure nature which affirms absolute authority to the Lord and your creator. You flee from the embarrassing question posed to you. How is it possible for Allah the Almighty to create his creation, grant them power over all the creatures and land, grant them all the amenities of life, and then deny them that which they are most in need of, knowledge of the laws which govern their lives? Does this sound familiar? Is this sounding like something you've heard before somewhere. This sounds exactly like what I hear coming out of the mouths of televangelists every single week. Almost verbatim. Condemning homosexuality and what were the things he said? Uh, gambling, um, fornication, intoxicants, I guess, drinking and drugs and cigarettes and stuff. Christian extremists and apparently Muslim extremists alike condemn all of that stuff and they also both condemn a secular constitution a secular law secular government fascinating it is so interesting to get a glimpse into the mind of a muslim extremist and and think about how it compares to a christian extremist you are the nation that permits usury which is uh loaning money and getting interest back which has been forbidden by all the religions yet you build your economy and investments on interest payments usury as a result of this in all its different forms and guises the jews have taken control of your economy through which they have taken control of your media and now control all aspects of your life making you their servants and achieving their aims at your expense precisely what benjamin franklin warned you against okay that's not happening the the jews controlling the media and all that come on man that's just straight up anti-semitic garbage that's not happening Interesting he knows Benjamin Franklin and, and understands, like, the concepts. I'm sorry, understands the context behind what he's saying here and everything. That's really fascinating to me. wonder how much American history he's researched, or had researched before he died, of course. You're a nation that permits the production, trading, and usage of intoxicants. Drinking is wrong in Islam. And um, any drugs, cigarettes, whatever, I believe it's all wrong. You're a nation that permits the production, trading, and usage of intoxicants. You permit drugs and only forbid the trade of them, even though your nation is the largest consumer of them. You're a nation that permits acts of immorality, and you consider them to be pillars of personal freedom. You've continued to sink down the abyss from level to level until incest has spread amongst you, in the face of which neither your sense of honor nor your laws object. What? Does he think that it's legal in the United States? to commit incest or whatever you'd call it does he think that everybody's just like looking for an opportunity to do that he says your sense of honor doesn't prevent that what he doesn't seem to like understand anything about american culture i mean he knows the history but he doesn't know anything about the culture itself who can forget your president clinton's immoral acts committed in the in the official oval office okay fair enough you got me 
he Clinton did kind of do some questionable activities with a cigar and, a, and a, a, another person. But you know what? That's his business. It's not my business. As long as he's governing adequately and appropriately, I don't care. That's Hillary Clinton's business. And I, I feel for her for having to deal with all that. I'm so sorry she had to go through it. After that, you didn't even bring him to account. Oh, people tried. People tried to. Other than that he made a mistake, after which everything passed with no punishment. Is there a worse kind of event for which your name will go down in history and remembered by nations? Wow, dude. People having an affair, somebody having an affair with somebody else, he thinks that should be illegal. That's so fascinating. And he thought this is going to be convincing to people? You're a nation that... Look, I, I don't believe in having affairs. I am monogamous as it gets. I don't believe in cheating. I th cheating is one of the worst things that you can do. But you shouldn't go to jail for that. What? You're a nation that permits gambling in all its forms. The companies practice this as well, resulting in the investments becoming active and the criminals becoming rich. Yeah, I'm not a fan of gambling. I think it should probably be banned, personally. I know that's a hot take right there, but yeah, I, I think gambling should be banned, straight up. For companies. Companies should not be allowed to run gambling stuff if you want to have a friendly card game with somebody you know go over to their house and you place bets or whatever that's one thing but companies should not be allowed to make profits off of gambling that should be illegal you're a nation that exploits women like consumer products or advertising tools calling upon customers to purchase them you use women to serve passengers visitors and strangers to increase your profit margins you then rant that you support the liberation of women. Yeah, yeah, we do support the liberation of women. Absolutely, of course. Women should be free to do whatever they want. Is, is that, like, disturbing to them, I guess, is what he's saying? You're a nation that practices the trade of sex in all its forms, directly and indirectly. Well, I guess Las Vegas prostitution is legal. Yeah, guess what? Two consenting adults should be allowed to do whatever they want. Straight up. I'm actually in favor of prostitution being legalized giant corporations and establishments are established on this under the name of art entertainment tourism and freedom and other deceptive names you attribute to it think about this andrew tate converted to islam not too long ago remember how do you think he's fitting in do you think he's accepted by his fellow brethren his muslim brothers after listening to this dude literally got rich off of prostituting women he drinks and smokes like a freight train. Every time I see the dude, he's got a humongous cigar in his mouth. Like, he, he, like he's got some kind of obsession with phallic objects being near there. I don't know what's going on. But constantly, this dude is drinking, smoking, gambling, prostituting people. How can he possibly claim to be Muslim with a straight face? And because of all this, you've been described in history as a nation that spreads diseases that were unknown to man in the past. Go ahead and boast to the nations of man that you brought them AIDS as a satanic American invention. Okay, AIDS didn't start in the United States, I don't think. Yeah, so that, that started in Central Africa, and it jumped to various different people and became an epidemic in America, and eventually it became a pandemic. It was epidemic here and in various different African countries, and then it just spread worldwide, so... That, yeah, I, I'm sorry, I can't blame that on America. But either way, by saying AIDS was created by America or whatever, that's just nonsense, bro. He's blaming it on immoral behavior. Is he sounding like 
a televangelist to anybody else? Seriously? And then it says, then God gave them over to homosexuality, women with women, men with men, and even receiving in their bodies the due reward of their iniquity, which would be AIDS and other venereal diseases. The AIDS epidemic was still being called GRIDS in 1992, and I had been researching that new epidemic because I believed as I do today. And rest assured, if I'm being monitored as I often am when I speak, this is the only thing they'll carry on the website, People for the American Way, from this speech. I believe that GRIDS was God's judgment on a sinful generation. You know I what mean, they do in uh, San Francisco, some of the gay community, they, they want to get people, so if they've got the stuff, they'll have a ring, you shake hands, and the ring's got a little thing where you cut your finger. Really? Yeah, really. I mean, it's that kind of vicious stuff, which would be the equivalent of murder. Yeah. The Bible says if you engage in homosexuality, your body will do things that will penalize you. So if you can have a vaccine for AIDS, then you're keeping your body from penalizing you. I don't think they'll ever find a vaccine for AIDS. You've destroyed nature with your industrial waste and gases more than any other nation in history. Despite this, you refuse to sign the Kyoto Agreement so that you can secure the profit of your greedy companies and industries. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Sorry. Okay, Kyoto Agreement. The Kyoto Protocol was an international treaty which extended in the 1992 United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change that commits state parties to reduce greenhouse gas emissions based on the scientific consensus that global warming is occurring and that human-made carbon emissions are driving it. Right, right, right. Okay, wow. I didn't realize this. Apparently, all the way in 92, people were taking steps to prevent climate change. Fascinating. And yeah, Osama bin Laden was a proponent of climate action. He wanted climate change to be solved, surprisingly. So that, yeah, the Kyoto Agreement apparently was refused by America because co corporations are greedy. Agreed. Another thing we can agree on, yes. Your law is the law of the rich and wealthy people who hold sway in their political parties and fund their election campaigns with their gifts. Wait. I thought you said it was justified to kill Americans because we live in a democracy. And as a, dem as a democratic country, we can elect new leaders in. It's up to us. We can do whatever we want. If I wanted, tomorrow, we could just not be in Iraq, Afghanistan, or Middle East, anywhere at all, ever again. We could just pull out of Israel, wherever, whatever. It's not how it works. And it's clear that he realizes that in this one, right? This whole thing is full of fallacies, internal contradictions, and bigoted nonsense from beginning to end. I cannot believe, I'm sorry, I, I don't believe that people read this whole letter. If they had, they would not be in favor of it. Behind them stand the Jews who control your policies, media, and economy. Just BS. Just anti-Semitic BS. That which you are singled out for in the history of man. Wait, okay, this, we, he's supposed to be answering a question right now. He's supposed, to telling us, he's supposed to be telling us what he wants from us. What do you expect from us? And he's just rambling more. This is like an incoherent stream of consciousness. Who the hell thought this was like a valuable, articulate, well-structured letter? There's nothing articulate or well-structured about it. That which you are singled out for in the history of mankind is that you have used your force to destroy mankind more than any other nation in history. I, I totally disagree with that. 
Britain is pretty bad. There are plenty of bad countries out there. Not to defend principles and values, but to hasten to secure your interests and profits. You who dropped a nuclear bomb on Japan, even though Japan was ready to negotiate. No, they were not ready to negotiate and end the war. B.S. How many acts of oppression, tyranny, and injustice have you carried out, O Collars to Freedom? Insane. A factual, just without facts, completely a factual analysis of everything that this dude hits. Let us not forget one of your major characteristics, your duality in both manners and values, your hypocrisy in manners and principles. All manners, principles, and values have two scales, one for you and one for the other. So hypocrisy. Yes, there is hypocrisy in the U.S. I agree. The freedom and democracy that you call for or that you call to is for yourselves and for white race only. As for the rest of the world, you impose upon them your monstrous, destructive policies and governments, which you call the American friends. Okay, Uh, white supremacy is an issue in the U.S., I agree. Yet you prevent them from establishing democracies. That's true enough. Um, The U.S. has established and fought for autocracies and dictatorships around the world historically, yes. Especially in Iran. That's the most famous one that I can think of. When the Islamic Party in Algeria wanted to practice democracy and they won the election, you unleashed your agents in the Algerian army onto them and to attack them with tanks and guns, to imprison them and torture them, a new lesson from the American Book of Democracy. I I don't know anything about Algeria. I wouldn't put it past the U.S. leadership to do something like that. Doesn't justify murdering a bunch of innocent people. Okay. Your policy on prohibiting and forcibly removing weapons of mass destruction to ensure world peace, it only applies to those countries which you do not permit to possess such weapons. Agreed. Absolutely. Israel, I think has nuclear weapons. I believe that's an open secret. They have nukes. That's weird, right? I thought we were supposed to be decreasing the number of nukes around the world. What happened to that? Oh, America just hands them over. Here, take these. It only applies to those countries which you do not permit to possess such weapons. As for the countries you consent to, such as Israel, it may not have actually, they may not have had nukes at the time. Israel may not have. I'm not sure, but they do now then they are allowed to keep and use such weapons to defend their security. Anyone else who you suspect might be manufacturing or keeping these kinds of weapons, you call them criminals, and you take military action against them. That's true, but nukes don't need to be in anybody's hands. I I want them taken back from Israel. Israel shouldn't have them. Nobody should have them. Let's get rid of all of them, literally all of them. It's not a justification for Osama to have nukes. You are the last ones to respect the resolutions and policies of international law, yet you claim to want to selectively punish anyone else who does does the same. Israel has more than 50 years been pushing UN resolutions and rules against the wall with the full support of America. Agreed. That doesn't mean you are justified in violating international law and using terrorist acts against people. None of this justifies bad acts from him. None of it. Two wrongs don't make a right. As for the war criminals, which you censure and form criminal courts for, you you shamelessly ask that your own are granted immunity. However, history will not forget the war crimes that you committed against the Muslims and the rest of the world. Those you have killed in Japan, Afghanistan, Somalia, Lebanon, and Iraq will remain a shame that you will never be able to escape. It will suffice to remind you of your latest war crimes in Afghanistan, in which densely populated innocent civilian villages were destroyed, bombs were dropped on mosques, causing the roof of the mosque to come crashing down on the heads of Muslims praying inside. Agreed. 
I agree with that. That is disgusting. Doesn't doesn't justify running planes into buildings. Sorry, man. You're the ones who broke the agreement with the Mujahideen when they left Kunduz, bombing them in Jangi Fort and killing more than a thousand of your prisoners through suffocation and thirst. Yeah, this is some stuff that happened in the 80s. I think Reagan was contributing to this. Reagan was actually funding Osama bin Laden at one point. He gave him weapons to fight a, a proxy war against Russia, I believe, in the 80s. That was the Mujahideen. The U.S. funded the Mujahideen. And I don't know what happened there, so I can't speak to it. But yeah, America has done some terrible things. Not the worst. Not by a mile. You've claimed to be the vanguards of human rights, and your Ministry of Foreign Affairs issues annual reports containing statistics of those countries that violate any human rights. However, all these things vanished when the Mujahideen hit you, which is the, the thing that Reagan was funding, I believe. And you then implemented the methods of the same documented governments that you used to curse. Agreed. America has committed war crimes. I absolutely agree. Send George Bush and Reagan and George H.W. Bush to The Hague to face war crimes. I agree with that. Obama doesn't, unfortunately. He could have launched investigations against Bush and chose not to. In America, you captured thousands, the Muslims and Arabs, took them into custody with neither reason, court, trial, nor even disclosing their names. You issued newer, harsher laws. After 9-11, after Osama bin Laden ran planes into buildings, Muslims were mistreated terribly. I don't think that they were they weren't gathered up en masse and jailed in concentration camps like the Japanese were in the 40s, though. What happens in Guantanamo is a historical embarrassment to America and its values, and it screams into your faces, you hypocrites. What is the value of your signature on any agreement or treaty? Agreed. That is hard agree on that one. What we call you to thirdly. God, is he still talking about what he wants us to do? He's just this is just a big list of complaints, it seems to me. What we call you to, thirdly, is to take an honest stance with yourselves, and I doubt you will do so, to discover that you are a nation without principles or manners, and that values and principles to you are something which you merely demand from others, not that which you yourself must adhere to. Agreed. Hypocrisy all over the place. Totally. We also advise you to stop supporting Israel and to end your support of the Indians in Kashmir. I don't know the, the Kashmir conflict. I'm unfamiliar. The Russians against the Chechens and to also cease supporting the Manila government against the Muslims in southern Philippines. Okay, I don't know that the U.S. supported all of these things. I don't. I can't imagine the U.S. supporting Russia against Chechens or supporting the Manila government against Muslims in southern Philippines. But okay, maybe, I suppose. If so, that's wrong. I agree. There's not much I can do. I'm sorry. I, I wish I could change it. I wish I had a magic wand. We also advise you to pack your luggage and get out of our lands. We desire for your goodness, guidance, and righteousness. Wait. We desire for your goodness, guidance, and righteousness, so do not force us to send you back as cargo in coffins. Wow. Okay, now he's getting down to the threats. Fantastic. Sixthly. Wow, he's up to number six. Jesus, dude. Sixthly, we call upon you to end your support of the corrupt leaders in our countries. Do not interfere in our policies and method of education. Leave us alone or else expect us in New York and Washington. Okay, so what he's saying here, do not interfere in our politics and method of education. I think what he's saying here is we don't want women to go to school. We don't want girls to be educated. Don't try to force us to allow girls to be educated or else expect us in New York and Washington. Sorry, man. Women are equals. 
women are just as valid and intelligent and everything as men. There's no no fundamental difference. And the fact that he wants to draw the line there is simply wrong. I'm sorry. We also call you to deal with us and interact with us on the basis of mutual interests and benefits rather than the policies of subdual theft and occupation and not to continue your policy of supporting the Jews because this will result in more disasters for you. More threats, of course. And they came to nothing, ultimately. He kind of tipped his hand with the whole running planes into buildings thing, I guess. Anyways, I would love it if the U.S. would work with people in treaties and stuff rather than trying to conquer them. But, you know, I, I don't have a magic wand. I can't change the government overnight. I'm, I'm trying here. If you fail to respond to all these conditions, then prepare for fight with the Islamic nation, the nation of monotheism that puts complete trust in Allah and fears none other than him, the nation which is addressed by its Quran with these words. Do you fear them? Allah has more right that you should fear him if you are believers. Fight against them so that Allah will punish them by your hands and disgrace them and give you victory over them and heal the breasts of believing people. The breasts of believing people. Okay, go on. I'm listening. You have my attention. And remove the anger of their believers' hearts. Allah accepts the repentance of whom he wills. Allah is all-knowing, all-wise. Quran 9.13.1 That made absolutely no sense. I'm sorry. I am completely lost. The nation of honor and respect. But honor, power, and glory belong to Allah and his messenger, Muhammad, peace be upon him, and to the believers. So do not become weak against your enemy, nor be sad, and you will be superior in victory if you are indeed true believers. So he's just given us a bunch of Quran quotes. I'm not going to bother with it. This is the bottom of the letter here. The Islamic nation that was able to dismiss and destroy the previous evil empires like yourself, the nation that rejects your attacks, wishes to remove your evils, and is prepared to fight you. You are well aware that the Islamic nation, from the very core of its soul, despises your haughtiness and arrogance. What a word, haughtiness. I love that. Haughtiness. That's a word you don't hear outside religious circles. That and obeisance. Not obedience, but obeisance. Different word. Obeisance means deferential respect, if you are unfamiliar. If the Americans refuse to listen to our advice and the goodness, guidance, and righteousness that we call them to, then be aware of goodness, guidance, and righteousness that we call them to being banning gay people from existing, criminalizing having affairs or sleeping with anybody outside of marriage at all, ever, and all kinds of other stuff, forcing women back into a box and making them wear burqas and everything else. Yeah, so that's goodness and righteousness, absolutely. Then be aware that you will lose this crusade Bush began, just like the other previous crusades in which you were humiliated by the hands of the Mujahideen, fleeing to your home in great silence and disgrace. Okay, to be fair, Bush did start the Iraq war completely unjustifiably. Iraq had nothing to do with 9-11. Nothing. Is that what he was referring to? I'm not sure. If the Americans do not respond, then their fate will be that of the Soviets who fled from Afghanistan to deal with their military defeat, political breakup, ideological downfall, and economic bankruptcy. This is our message to, to the Americans as an answer to theirs. Do they now know why we fight them and over which form of ignorance, by the permission of Allah, we shall be victorious? So here's what I picked up from the letter. This is, this is the bottom line. That was a wicked long letter, longer than I thought it was. People said it wasn't very long. It was. It was very long. Here's my interpretation. 
the guy tried to justify violence in the United States against the U.S. and then said that he is a peaceful person that wants peace and a, a member of a peaceful religion and decried America's violence while saying he was going to be violent against America. The whole thing is full of internal contradictions from beginning to end. Ultimately, it sounded like his complaint was America supports Israel. Israel is committing atrocities in Palestine. I agree. That's that's gross. It, it, horrific. It's not even gross. It's horrific. And then for the last three quarters of the letter, he talked about gay people, women having rights, America creating AIDS. I'm assuming he thinks that America is... is being punished by God for being gay, and so AIDS hit it. I mean, this is all the same stuff I hear from televangelists, seriously. I Just having listened to the letter, now I want you to listen to a televangelist explain his reasoning for why 9-11 took place, okay? We heard Osama's reason why it happened. Listen to televangelist Jerry Falwell explain why he thinks 9-11 happened. Okay, Jerry Falwell and Pat Robertson talking. This is September 13th, two days after September 11th attack, 2001. This is the first time that we've been attacked on our soil. First time, and by far, the worst results. And I fear, as Donald Rumsfeld, the Secretary of Defense, said yesterday, that this is only the beginning, and with biological warfare available to these monsters, the Husseins, the Bin Ladens, the, uh, the, the Arafats. I think it's fascinating he slipped Hussein in there because Saddam Hussein had nothing to do with 9-11. And also the biological warfare thing, that was just fear-mongering nonsense, ultimately. Arafats, uh, what we saw on Tuesday, as terrible as it is, could be minuscule if, in fact, if, in fact, God continues to lift the curtain and allow the enemies of America, to give us probably what we deserve. You catching this? Did you hear what he just said? Televangelist Jerry Falwell agrees with Osama bin Laden, 2001-2002. How can it get clearer than this? Televangelists, modern televangelists, John Hagee, who I'm going to be talking about in the near future, Jerry Falwell, Pat Robertson, Kenneth Copeland, they are Osama bin Laden of the Christian world. Does it get clearer than this? Well, Jerry, that's my feeling. I think we've just seen the, the antechamber to terror. We haven't even begun to see what they can do to the major population. Now, the you, ACLU, uh, the ACLU's got to take a lot of blame for this. The, AC, the American Civil Liberties Union. These people don't want civil liberties in America. I mean, having listened to Osama bin Laden's entire letter, it's, like, impossible to not see how similar these people are now. My God, dude. Oh, yeah. And I know I'll hear from them for this, but uh, throwing God off successfully with the help of the federal court system, yes. throwing God out of the public square, out of the schools. This is exactly what Osama bin Laden said. He said, you have a secular government. You're getting rid of God instead of basing your laws on God's commandments or whatever. That's what Osama bin Laden said. Uh, the abortionists have got to bear some burden for this because 
uh, God will not be mocked. And will be okay, abortion is not an issue in Islam, to my knowledge. And it wasn't an issue in Christianity, and it isn't in Judaism. This abortion thing didn't come up until, like, the, the late 1900s as a problem. And in my opinion, I believe that it was created as a problem by Republican evangelical Christian extremists to try to get people whipped into a blood frenzy, to get them to do anything, crawl over broken glass to vote for the people they want them to vote for. It is explicitly endorsed in the Bible, abortionists. That's why Jews and Muslims are perfectly okay with it. So this is just nonsense right here. Destroy 40. I mean, it's all nonsense, but still million little innocent babies, we make God mad. I, I really believe that the pagans and the abortionists and the feminists and the gays and the lesbians... Literally a list that was in Osama bin Laden's letter, uh, minus the abortion thing. Feminists and gays and lesbians and... God, dude. It's w nearly word for word. It's uncanny. The lesbians... Wait, was abortion in Osama bin Laden's letter? Let me just... No, abortion is not in there. No, I didn't think so. Yeah, I think abortion is fine in Islam. Lesbians who are actively trying to make that an alternative lifestyle. Lesbians. The ACLU, People for the American Way, all of them who tried to secularize America, I... To secularize America, seriously. I point the thing in their face and say, you helped this happen. Well, I, I totally concur. I, this, this, is, is this is psychotic. How how are these people like still popular after literally word for word practically repeating what Osama bin Laden said? It seems to me like these people agree with them. Why don't they just go over to the Middle East and live there if that's their thing? That's insane. Mindcrafty. They lost the war on segregation and needed a new issue to pitch to their people to fight against. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that, I think. Absolutely psychotic, man. Anyway, let me know what you think about it in the comments. I'm sorry that was so long, but boy, is that fascinating. Tell me what you think. Next up, Pastor John Hagee, famous for making extremely anti-Semitic comments over the decades, spoke at the March for Israel protest. What is going on? Why is an anti-Semitic pastor speaking at a pro-Israel protest? Let's talk about it. We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon and check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, ad-free, complete videos. All links are in the description. This is Pastor John Hagee. He's a televangelist. If you're unfamiliar, he's probably most famous for being obscenely anti-Semitic. I want to talk about the difference between pro-Israel people, pro-Zionist people, and anti-Semitic people. I want to talk about like that whole mess and what's the difference because this guy said some really wacky stuff about Jewish people, but is some for some reason speaking at a pro-Israel march, November 15th, 2023. As we gather here today in Israel's darkest hour since the Holocaust, the Jewish people once again search the globe for friends. I am here to deliver a singular message. Israel, you are not alone. So it's so extremely bizarre to hear this guy saying this because John McCain famously rejected his endorsement in 2008, I think is when he was running against Obama or whatever. He rejected his endorsement 
because he was so anti-Semitic. So what is going on right now? Let's talk about this guy. Let me just introduce you to him if you're unfamiliar. This is mid-May 2022, John Hagee talking about his ideal view of the world. What would happen if America obeyed all of the Ten Commandments? Wait, why would America obey the Ten Commandments? That was fulfilled by Jesus. We don't follow those anymore. That's why we can eat shellfish and pork and why we wear cotton and linen blends and we don't stone children for being rude to their parents and stuff, right? Okay, um, I don't know why we would do that, but all right, go on. Our schools would be teaching the Ten Commandments, not throwing them out the back door. Why would they be doing that? Do the Ten Commandments say you should be teaching the Ten Commandments? I don't remember that. By the way, when he says Ten Commandments, what he really means is the old law, 613 commandments. The first ten weren't really separated from the others. Yeah, the old law was just done away with by Jesus. There wouldn't be a critical race theory being taught. There would be no... Tra uh, you can see where this is dated, right? When he was, when people were going hard against CRT, critical race theory, just absurd, dude. It switched to wokeism like a month later. <sighs> taught. There would be no transgender sex being taught. Uh that's not being taught. If the Ten Commandments were in the schools, there would not be condoms in the restrooms. Uh, Wait, are there condoms in restrooms? Is he talking about like any restrooms or like elementary schools or what? Like, what's he talking about? Rooms. Uh, there wouldn't be crime in the street for you shall not steal. There shall not be murder. You shall not commit murder. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, hang on. So he's saying if we codify these laws then it won't happen so if we just push through a law on theft and murder then there won't be theft or murder anymore yeah we should start lobbying for anti-murder laws maybe that'll stop it it won't be in the streets anymore according to this dude there shall not be murder. You shall not commit murder. There would be no abortions because I assure you, in God's opinion, abortion is murder. No, it's not. I assure you, the Bible endorses abortion. Numbers 5, 11 to 23. It says, if a wife is unfaithful, you should take her to the priest who's going to whip up a concoction give it to her. She drinks it. And if it's not, if she did cheat, then it's going to abort the baby. That's what that set of verses say. God was in favor of abortion, not opposed to it. Islam and Judaism both are fine with abortion at a certain point. I don't know why Christians are so dead set against it. It makes no sense. It's nowhere to be found in the Bible aside from right there. Numbers 5, 11 to 23, and it's positive about it. Oh, he's getting claps for that. That is John Hagee. Give you a little idea of who he is. Now, I dug up from the archives this old video, late 90s, that shows why this guy had his endorsement rejected by John McCain for anti-Semitism, okay? Listen to what he said in one of his sermons in the 90s. And by the way, he said it in the 90s. He reaffirmed it in his books in the 2000s. And he repeated it and went on to spread the idea and build on it and everything else throughout the year. So, yes, he said it once in the 90s, got in a ton of trouble for that. 
and started framing it in a slightly less repulsive way. But just listen to this. Again, he said unto me, prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, Oh, you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. He's talking about the book of Ezekiel. And he spoke to them and they stood and they became an exceeding great army, meaning they physically came to life. Now, how is God going to bring them back to the land? So I, I, he's got a backwards interpretation of this Ezekiel verse, of this prophecy. I guess he believes that Jews are going to be brought back to Israel and take control of it. And when Jews take control of the Israel area, that's when the end is going to happen. Armageddon is going to be sparked and so on and so forth. That, I think that's his theology. The land. The answer is fishers and hunters. So how are Jews going to be driven back to Israel? Fishers and hunters. The answer is given in Jeremiah 16, verse 15 and following. God says in Jeremiah 16, Behold, I will bring them, the Jewish people, again into their land that I gave unto their fathers. That would be Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Behold. Okay, so the book of Jeremiah was not talking about the year 2000 or 1990 or whatever, 1997. wasn't talking about 97. It was talking about that time frame and that area for those people. This is not a prophecy that was supposed to be fulfilled thousands of years later. I will send for many fishers, and after will I send for many hunters, and they, the hunters, shall hunt them, that will be the Jews, from every mountain and from every hill and from out of the holes of the rocks. Yeah, that, this is a completely backwards interpretation of these verses. does not mean any of this stuff, actually, but okay. Out of the holes of the rocks. If that doesn't describe what Hitler did in the Holocaust, you can't see that. You know, you're understanding what he's saying here, right? He's saying that Hitler was acting under God's will. Hitler was doing what God wanted. Oh, boy, that, that did not go over well at all with anybody. That's straight-up anti-Semitic extremism, right? So think about this. I will send fishers, and I will send hunters. A fisher is someone who entices you with a bait. I'm going to even know who Theodore Herschel was. So he talks about Theodore Herschel. Okay, right, we'll listen to it. Theodore Herschel was. How many of you don't have a clue who he was? Woo! Sweet God. Yeah, he goes on to say Theodore Herschel was the father of Zionism. Zionism, of course, is the idea that Jews deserve to own the Holy Land, like Jerusalem, Samaria, and the Golan Heights, and that whole area. They deserve to have that area because God granted it to them. That's what Zionism is. And what's more, more extreme Zionism is the idea that if you tear down the Al-Aqsa Mosque and the Dome of the Rock, the two very important sites in Islam, if you tear them down and build a Jewish temple over it, then it will spark Armageddon. That's Zionism, uh, extreme Zionism. That's been the explicit goal of a lot of Christians. As a matter of fact, as I said earlier, this guy right here, John Hagee, is about as anti-Semitic as it gets. But he's Zionist. He stands for the idea that Jews deserve to have the Holy Land. Once the temple's built... He thinks two-thirds of the Jews are going to be murdered outright by God, and another one-third will convert to Christianity after the temple is built, and there will be no more Jews, and that is his goal. I'm not joking. That is the theology. 
So the guy is not pro-Jewish. He is not in favor of Jewish people living out their lives without being attacked or hated or whatever else. He is in favor of Jews being slaughtered en masse in the name of Armageddon, in the name of the end coming, being fulfilled. That's anti-Semitism. Zionism is anti-Semitism. If you are a Zionist, you're anti-Semitic, straight up. Particularly if you're a Zionist Christian, you are foaming at the mouth for an opportunity to see the Jews die in Armageddon, effectively. That's what a lot of Zionists are about. That's why John Hagee went to this march after saying that Hitler was acting under the hand of God. He was doing what God wanted him to do. After saying that, he went to this Stand With Israel march and expressed his support for Israel. He is both anti-Semitic and pro-Israel simultaneously. And this is John McCain rejecting his um, endorsement, 2008. But your own campaign acknowledged that you should have done a better job of vetting oh, sure, Pastor Hagee. Oh, sure. So was it a mistake to solicit and accept his endorsement? Oh, probably. Sure. Uh, so you don't I, want to want his endorsement. I'm glad to have his endorsement. Even John McCain at the time rejected the endorsement of John Hagee because he was too anti-Semitic. That should tell you something, right? Let me give you a little bit of an idea of who John Hagee is aside from all of that. I said he's absolutely psychotic. Let me establish that for you. In the early 2000s, he said this. Check it out. We are a pagan nation where we're rebirthing Sodom and Gomorrah. Your daughter can get an abortion at public school without telling you. Apparently, they are giving abortions at public schools. This is news to me. I had no idea. This is absolute psychosis, man. I'm telling you. Guy lives in another dimension, practically. What the hell is he talking about? Check this one out. Mid-May 2022. The Bible is forbidden to be read in public schools, public prayers. No, no, no. You can read the Bible in public school to your heart's content. What you can't do is force somebody else to read the Bible in public school. Two different things. The Bible is forbidden to be read in public schools, public prayers would be forbidden. The Ten Commandments were stripped from the walls of Congress and schools and universities. The fact is that every crisis America is facing can be solved by obedience to the Ten Commandments. That's not an overreach. That's a fact. No, it's psychotic. It's time for 65 million Christians in America to stand up and fight back and be counted. Vote the Bible. Vote the Bible. Vote the Bible. And I'll tell you what the Bible wants you to do with that vote. I will explain to you what the Bible thinks of, or what the Bible wants you to think about abortion and gay rights and all of this other stuff. The Bible wants you to be Republican, apparently, in this guy's mind. Psychotic. This coming from somebody who claims to be a follower of Jesus. You know, the guy who never said an ill word about the LGBT community in any way. You know, the guy who never mentioned being gay at all. Apparently wasn't an important issue for him. Had an opinion on just about everything except for that. Jesus, you know, the guy that never said anything about 
having abortions and how bad it was to have abortions, that one. Jesus, the guy who never said women should shut their mouths and sit in the back and just listen quietly. And if they have a question, ask their husband. Never said that. Jesus included women in his ministry, in his service, heavily. So I don't, I don't know what this guy's talking about. I don't know where he thinks he, he's getting all of this from. It's nonsense. It's not biblical. And even if it was, it's wrong. Bring righteousness back to America. Let freedom ring. Can I get a witness? Let freedom ring. He says freedom. I mean, we just heard him saying like a, a big list of things people shouldn't allow or shouldn't be allowed to do, right? And things that he denounces and, and all this stuff. He doesn't want freedom. He wants tyranny wearing the cloak of freedom. It's time for 65 million people to take our Bible-based convictions and drive this godless socialist ad administration out of office. Do it now. Righteousness exalts a nation. Godless socialist. Are you kidding me? The United States is a secular nation, so naturally it has to be godless. Yes. Congress shall make no law respecting religion or the establishment of or whatever else. That is a secular section of the Constitution. We are a secular country. But for what it's worth, we've never had a president that was not a Christian. Joe Biden, when this video came out, Joe Biden was president. Joe Biden is a Catholic, hard Catholic. And in addition to that, Joe Biden is not socialist. Nobody in government, at the, you know, in the federal government, as far as I know, is socialist. I've never heard of anybody being socialist in the federal government. But okay. ...administration out of office. Do it now. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Give the Lord praise in this house. This dude needs help. This is absolutely insane. And this is who is advocating for Israel. Not for Jews, for Israel. There's a distinction there. He wants Israel to exist, and he wants Jews to go back there because he believes God is going to usher in Armageddon and murder them. That is not pro-Jewish. That's pro-Israel and anti-Semitic. I see this entirely too often with televangelists, with Christian evangelical extremist preachers. This is like part of their belief system, seemingly. I mean, this guy needs help absolutely insane and i hope i've drawn out what zionism is and why it's bad zionism is inherently anti-semitic certainly when it's coming from christians it's destructive and terrible anyway let me know what you think about it in the comments this dude's awful oh by the way i you have no idea how hard it was to find this clip i didn't write it i searched for like ever to find this i heard i found a ton of examples of people citing this talk but for the life of me i could not find it i finally got my hands on it and now you guys have your hands on it too anyway let me know what you think in the comments next up q and honors are at it again
Liz Crokin and Julie Green, despite laying down false prophecy after false prophecy, are still convinced they're right about QAnon winning and Nancy Pelosi being taken out by the deep state and the federal government being abolished and all the other fever dreams they accept blindly. Let's talk about their most recent comments on it. We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon and check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, ad-free, complete videos. All links are in the description. This is Julie Green. If you're unfamiliar, she is a hard right QAnon nutcase. And she says some absolutely heinous stuff. And I love listening to what she says because she makes prophecy after prophecy after prophecy. And I can't think of a single prophecy I've heard from this woman that actually came true. That wasn't like as vague as it could possibly be. Specific prophecies fall flat every single time. So let's talk about a recent prophecy that she laid down and some stuff she was talking about with QAnon. And let's talk about one of her more famous failed prophecies that I just love talking about. Also, we're going to talk about Liz Crokin in a minute, another QAnon nutcase. Check out what Julie Green had to say, October 29th, 2023. I'm saying again, the UN will fall. The IRS will fall. The Federal Reserve, you will fall. The imposters and traitors and the intelligence community, you will fall. Wall Street, you will fall. Wow, these are a lot of people that are going to fall. They're going to like slip on, on I'm sorry. They're going to like slip on a banana peel or something. She thinks the United Nations is going to fall. And what what was what did she say like the FBI and stuff? Wall Street, you will fall. And every person in this Ponzi scheme will be exposed and many of you and treason will also be written on you. It's a Ponzi scheme. The the US government is a Ponzi scheme. Does she know what a Ponzi scheme is? A Ponzi scheme is a form of fraud that lures investors and pays profits to earlier investors with funds from more recent investors. Yeah, I actually know what this is. I'm familiar with this. I know somebody that did this and went to jail for it and had to pay restitution. They tell somebody that they are an investment counselor or whatever. You give them, you give me your money. I will invest it for you and it will pay double in a year's time or something. So Somebody gives you $10,000 of their money, and you go spend it. And then they say, well, how's my money doing? You say, oh, doing really well. You want some of it? You go borrow more money from new people who you bring into the investment plan, quote unquote, and you pay the, the last guy off with the money from the new guy. It's just like a, a big scheme that makes you money and screws a whole bunch of people over. It's fraud. That's what a Ponzi scheme is. What is she talking about? The federal government is a Ponzi scheme? In this Ponzi scheme will be exposed and many of you and treason will also be written on you for all eternity. So there's your prophecy. If you were wondering, the Ponzi scheme that is the U.S. government is going to be revealed? Judgment is here. And I, the Lord, am cleaning house, you would say, of every rat, traitor, imposter oh by the way she's reading a script that god gave to her right now if you don't know this woman she beforehand received divine information from god divine prophecy in her head and closed her eyes and just typed it out as god wanted her to and now she's reading the message that she she typed out from god that's the claim here so everything you're hearing, all of these false prophecies are actually from God, not from Julie Green, okay? 
Go on, Julie. I'm listening. Tell me what God's got for me. Of every rat, traitor, imposter, infiltrator of my eagle and of my land, Israel. Uh, of my eagle, America. Oh, my God, dude. Your days are running out, enemies of Almighty God, and a clean sweep has begun, and a great restoration of freedom and justice will be celebrated, saith the Lord. Saith the Lord, because it came from God himself. Absolutely psychotic, man. I love this to death. It's so entertaining. So let me talk about like one of my favorite prophecies of all time that was unequivocally and without question proven false. Check this out. Mid-August 2022. This is leading up to the 2022 midterm elections. Republicans just got slaughtered in those elections. Like, they lost miserably. And it was kind of entertaining to watch because of people like this prophesying that they do really, really well. So just give this a listen. See, see what I'm talking about here. They know Nancy can't handle the presidency. Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House at the time. No. They know she's a drunk, but they know she is dying and they helped with that. I mean, she's dying in the same way that everybody is dying. She's still around. They are now disposing of anyone they feel is no longer useful to them. Who is they, by the way? Is she talking about like the deep state or something? She keeps saying they. She fell the puppet masters with her two impeachments. That didn't work. No, no assignment and anything they gave her against Trump, it didn't work. So now she is seen as a failure. Her days are coming to an end and she will not last until the 2020 midterm elections. Oop, just picked a whole bouquet of oopsie daisies there, didn't she? <laughs> I love it. Nancy Pelosi is, of course, alive at this immediate moment. Old as sin, but she's alive and still kicking, apparently. She said she wouldn't make it to the midterm elections of 2020. She meant 2022, because that's what was coming up. And she turned out just fine. How about that? Strange. Curious. And did she answer for this false prophecy? Of course not. Did she face any accountability whatsoever? Nope. She just kept on going and continued to make more prophecies that are also going to fall flat, like the one that we just heard a minute ago. Just constant lie after lie after lie. And she's got hundreds of thousands of followers and listeners and viewers in some circles way more influential than than me, like by a mile and a half. Speaks at very, very large conferences, knows Eric Trump and Don Jr., I think maybe she knows also. She has been on the same stage as Donald Trump and Eric and Don Jr. and others. Seriously, she's extremely influential and somehow continues to make false prophecies and people just ignore it. And she will not last until the 2020 midterm elections. She'll be visited by the angel of death. For her crimes against my nation. She's going to die before 2022 midterms, which was um, at least a year ago now, over a year ago at this point. And she's still fine. She's still around doing her thing. And the blood is dripping from her hands. She loves to drink. 
the little children's blood. You know what's the most disturbing about this line right here? The fact that she even came up with this. Who sits around coming up with this whacked out stuff? And and how do they come up with this? I would never have thought of something so grotesque and disgusting as drinking kids' blood. Like, what? Where is she getting all of this from? It's insane. By drinking this blood, they believe they will receive a longer life. Yes, a true witch. She really is. This is all a QAnon claim, by the way. She was part of sacrificing the children to Baal. She loved murdering for him. Like, how would she know any of this anyway? Does she even know Nancy Pelosi? Well, now she will pay the ultimate price with her life. And her life is not is now over. Just insane. Insane. She lives in a, an alternate reality where she's apparently not accountable to anybody. She can say or do whatever she wants and never has to answer for it when she's unequivocally and without question wrong. Over and over and over again, wrong. The Bible says you can tell if somebody is a false prophet by whether or not what they say comes true. If it doesn't come true, it didn't come from God, and you have no reason to be alarmed. We just listened to a bunch of false prophecies, and she's still out there preaching. This is Liz Crokin, another QAnoner. If you're unfamiliar with her, I've got some stuff on my channel about her. She is something else. She's got some new prophecy, or I get well, she's she is an evangelical extremist Christian, but she leans more into the political side of QAnon than the religious side. But just listen to what she had to say here. Late October 2023, these people are convinced that there's some big like end of days thing that's going to happen the storm is going to come and everyone's going to be arrested who did anything wrong and they'll all be punished and the bad guys will be removed from government blah 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 listen to what she said here late october 2023 i do believe we are getting very close to some big fish who are involved in the trafficking of children jesus dude going down soon i do believe we're going to see some big victories and some major justice for these elite pedophiles very soon get help liz for real okay get help honestly like i said earlier who sits around and comes up with this stuff somebody sat there and thought this stuff up this is not happening okay there isn't some big secretive elite group that's tying kids to chairs and hurting them and then sticking a straw in their vein and drinking it like a Capri Sun. That's not happening. All right. Who sat around thinking about this and then decided, yeah, yeah, I think that's real. Who was it? This is insane. The saddest part is that this is by no stretch of the imagination. Liz Crokin's first or only time saying this stuff i do believe we are getting very close to some big fish we're getting close to some big fish right this is 2023 october 2023 when she said that listen to what she was saying in 2019 we will all be vindicated 
I know it. it very soon, you know, definitely within our lifetimes, but any second now, very soon before pre- president Trump's presidency is over before Trump's presidency is over. She thought she's going to be vindicated and the storm would come and everybody be arrested before Trump was removed from office. Oh, we're going to see John Podesta and his brother arrested. That, that annou- I, I would guess that announcement without a doubt will be made before the end of the, this year, you know, and, and, and definitely by the end of 2019, totally, absolutely has to be right. All this stuff is going to be exposed and we'll, we'll all be vindicated and these rings will be totally broken up. The kids will be saved and it'll be glorious. What are you going to, what are they going to do when, when they, when they find out that they've been so brainwashed and fooled? I mean, and how humiliating, how humiliating for these people. They're- I know, right? Oh, my God. It's got to be so humiliating for these people. And here we are in 2023. Remember, we just listened to her talk about this again. 2023, she's still saying this stuff. She claimed in 2019, by the end of 2019, certainly by the end of Trump's term in 2020, this stuff is all going to be blown out of the water and we'll all know who these evildoers were. Get help, Liz. I'm mortified that they were so fooled and they were so dumb and they were so naive. And that's why we need to have compassion for these people, even though it's going to be tough, because a lot of these people were really awful to us and were really mean to us and mocked us for trying to tell the truth. Well, all I need is a shred of evidence, Liz. Once I get that, you've got me on your side like that. That's it. I just need you to prove it to me. I don't do things on blind faith. I'm sorry. just doesn't happen that way for me. The saddest part about this, honestly, though, is that Liz Crokin, I think, is like entirely too invested in this to stop, she feels. It's like the sunken costs fallacy, seemingly. She's put her entire life on the line. She has ended relationships over this stuff. She has built a career off of this. This is how she makes money talking about this stuff. How do you back out of this? I don't think that she is doing it cynically and doesn't believe it. I, I don't think she's doing it just for the money. I, be, I think that she does believe it, actually. But I think that at this point, she has blocked off the possibility of considering or of reconsidering her position. I think she has decided, I'm not even going to ask. I'm just going to accept it. That's it. It has to be real. It must be. Or everything that I've said and done has been for nothing. All the relationships I've destroyed, it was all for nothing. Sunken costs fallacy, in my opinion. Early 2019, Liz Crokin was saying this. If you want to know the exact date of when these master offs are going to happen, you're not going to know because no one knows. The only people that know aren't going to tell anyone. Because that would be classified information. Right, because it's classified. It goes to the high, the furthest reaches of the government, totally. So what I do know is that they're going to happen. I know that for an absolute fact. I can guarantee you that. I just don't know when. And quite frankly, if they don't happen this year, then I'm going to have to bow out of this because exposing this for the past two and it's been over two, two and a half years. Has- That's when QAnon started. This is 2019. She said two and a half years. It started mid-2017. It, it really blew up mid-2017. So she was with it from the beginning. As a matter of fact, before QAnon started, there was a Pizzagate conspiracy. And that kind of 
springboarded QAnon into existence. A Pizzagate conspiracy did. It was about a year before QAnon started. So early 2016, mid-2016, somewhere in that vicinity, that's when Pizzagate was getting really big. And she's been invested in it since then, since Pizzagate, since right before QAnon. Two and a half years in 2019. And now we're coming up on 2024. So let's see. Say mid-2016, 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. So she's been in this for about eight years now. If she started mid-2016, somewhere in the vicinity of eight years. She's two and a half years in at this point. And she said, if it doesn't happen by the end of this year, I'm out. That's crazy, man. Two, and it's been over two, two and a half years has really taken a toll on my health. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of talking about it. It's so depressing. And it's, I'm just over it. I'm going to have to move on because it's just taken such a big toll on me and my health that. I, I, you should. Yes, absolutely. Step away from it. If it's doing that to you, get away. It's too much. Just taken such a big toll on me and my health that I don't think I can stay in this fight if the, if it continues to drag on for years and years. And if these mass arrests don't happen this year. If they don't happen this year, she said this year 2019 and here we are in mid-december 2022 i mean she's been giving talks in 23 and everything like we just talked about a 2023 talk she gave here's mid-december 2022 liz crokin giving a speech at mar-a-lago in front of donald trump and a whole bunch of his rich donors some of the top people working at balenciaga were also openly promoting ritualism, satanic ritualistic abuse, uh, blood rituals, child She's still in it to this day. This is like, it, this is just sad, man. We've got false prophets laying false prophecy after false prophecy down, making claim after claim. And we've got people in this that refuse to leave no matter what. What's it going to take to get these people out? What do we have to do to make them realize that they've been duped? They've been fooled. How did Liz put it exactly? They were so fooled and they were so dumb and they were so naive. And that's why we need to have compassion for these people. Totally agreed. Well, it's going to be tough because a lot of these people were really awful to us and were really mean to us and mocked us for trying to tell the truth. Get help, Liz. These people need help, both Liz Crokin and Julie Green. These people need to find their way out of this because it's just absurd at this point. Anyway, let me know what you think about it in the comments. That's all I've got for you. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, don't forget to check me out on Patreon. And take a look at my YouTube channels. Owen Morgan, where I talk about religious issues. Telltale Fireside Chat, where I talk about politics. Telltale Unfiltered, where I do long-form breakdowns of stuff like this. And Telltale Reads, where I read books by televangelists and others. I release everything in parts, but every part stands independently of the last. So you can jump in anywhere and I'll make sure it makes sense. You can find some ad-free, uncensored, complete versions of all my videos on my website, owenmorgan.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email list to get early access to everything. All links are in the description. Okay, thanks for watching, guys.